Hello and welcome to the Feminine Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Polly Alexander. I'm a success coach, healer, creative and future millionaire. If creating money and success in a spiritual and feminine and joyful way is your goal, this show is for you. Let's all rise together. I am super excited today to be welcoming a very special guest to the show. Her name is Linda Fitch, and I know you're going to love this episode. Before I introduce her, I just want to say welcome, Linda. Thank you, Polly. I am just so honored to be here and to talk to your listeners and super excited, super, super excited. Yeah, this is one of my favorite topics, so you're going to love this. But before I go on, I will share more about Linda. So Linda is actually a practicing shaman who studied and worked with the Inca medicine men and women of Peru for over two decades. She's also the former CEO of the Four Winds Society, Dean of its Light Body School of Energy Medicine, and developer of the Dying Consciously teacher training program. She's trained thousands of students in shamanic healing techniques, and she's known for her groundbreaking trainings and classes. She's also got an active coaching practice and leads expeditions to the high mountains and jungles of Peru. So Linda has taught at many prestigious locations like Omega, Kripalu, Esalen, Mount Madonna, alternatives and east-west, in addition to international locations all over the world. Linda delivers self-development training and seminars on personal growth subjects such as creating a life in balance, dreams as messages, sacred time, destiny, creating a positive life story, visioning and living a shamanic or sacred path. A key element in her classes and workshops is an emphasis on being of service in the world. And her graceful style helps others to shift their life to create the destiny they desire. And I know when I first met Linda, we actually met in person on a mastermind event in the US and I was immediately drawn to your energy. I just thought, oh, this woman, she feels so radiant and she feels so wise. I like, I wanna be around her, I wanna be in her field. So it's really great to be having this conversation today, welcome. Thank you, Polly, and it's mutual. When I met you, it was very much the same way. I need to go sit next to you. So <laughs> I'm so glad that we are back on your podcast to talk about some of these shamanic tools. Mm, yeah, I would love to share with our listeners how you got started in this world. When did the journey begin? And was there something that prompted you to go down this path? I'm so glad you just did that intro and you did it so beautifully with it. It was actually a dream. And that sounds like the strangest thing. But the first part of my career, I worked for the government. And so I worked in the out of doors. So I worked in natural resource field. I worked for the Forest Service. And I had this dream, like one of those life-changing dreams. And it had a time frame on it. It had all sorts of things with it. And then as life progressed and I went then 
Sue owned an NLP neurolinguistics programming business here in the USA. And then from there, I was introduced to a shaman. So, but the whole thing was like still down that dream pathway. And that led me to what I'm doing right now. And then some expeditions up in the mountains just gave me a debt, like it aligned my destinies mm. is what happened. I did a high mountain expedition and felt like I had a destiny that was very business oriented. And then there was destiny that I wanted to work more with that energy, with spirit, would it be more in alignment with spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. And then that's what happened. So, and that put me here now. So you had two different destinies, you believe, on a soul level. You had the one in business and then the one where you're sharing the work of spirit. Yes. And it, it felt like they, you know how that when you have those kind of callings on both, sometimes it feels like you get caught, like you got in a conflict with it. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where to. And so it's like what happened is it put that together through a master shaman who did that. I remember sitting with the the trip leader. This is a couple days later. And I was like, you know, what did he do? It was like this really, he's passed away now. His name was Don Manuel. I said, what did he do? Because what they do is they take their sacred bundle and they put it on your head and they pray and pray and pray and pray. And he looked at me and he goes, you know, he did pray a lot over you. (laughs) And he goes, what he did is he aligned these destinies. And he goes, and I said, how do you do that? And he goes, I don't know, go figure out how to do it. And so that's what I actually teach that now, because I think that happens for a lot of people is that we have these destinies that call both sides of us. And how do we align those so that we can have it all? It's about having it all and financially. So it's about having it all. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. This is going to resonate so deeply. I know so many people that are transitioning from one career to another, or they're in one career, but they know they've got a calling. Um, I think it's really changed the landscape now that we have careers for periods of time, and then we move into a new uh, aspect of our destiny. I really see that. Yes, 100%. So I'm going to start actually by sharing a little story, which I don't think you've heard, but which will take us into this topic and really when I realized the power of it. So it was about 11 years ago, and I was actually on honeymoon in California. And we were booked in to stay at this hotel, the Post Ranch Inn, up on the Big Sur coastline. And we had the most enormous storm. And we thought, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So we got the spa menu at the resort. We looked through, what can we have? We'll have the massages. And then it said, visiting shaman. And I thought, what's one of those? Well, we're on honeymoon. We can have anything we want. So we booked the visiting shaman to come and visit a couple of days later. And so there I was with my new husband and had one of the most powerful experiences of my life with this guy. I don't know exactly what he did. He chanted, you know, he used the various tools. But I remember watching his face change into different animals, literally sat in broad daylight, completely sober, completely straight, witnessing this this man metamorphosizing through these different identities. Anyway, at the end, he said, okay, said to my my new husband, you're here to play. (laughs) That's your destiny, you're here to play. (laughs) So we thought, okay, what's coming up for me? This is sounding really good. And he said to me, you're here to heal the pain of your ancestors. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I do remember thinking that moment, 
wow, we're on totally different paths. And it turns out we were, and it turns out the marriage didn't last. Yeah. And I'd be cautious about going to a shaman on your honeymoon, unplanned, <laughs> unresearched. <laughs> but I think what it did was really, that was really the beginning for me of this awareness of like, oh, I'm more than just me. I'm not totally the only one determining my destiny. There's a much bigger picture. And I think this is when things really started to open up. It would be another five, six years before I would start going into the area of money and abundance. But I think this is when something unlocked in my mind. Gosh, it's about more than just me. So Polly, I love this because I know who that person is. And he was one of my students. That was his background. He started as my student. So wow, I had no idea. Yeah, full circle is that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So and yes, 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 yes. And is it to that level where he's saying that you need to heal that not for everyone. But when there is trauma, there's what did he say exactly? You need, you're here to heal your ancestors. Pain. You're here to heal the pain of your ancestors. The pain and of I your ancestors. Feeling, I'd have to look back at my notes. It might've been something about the poverty and the pain. Yeah. And he gave yeah. rituals to do after to begin the process. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're going to just jump right in. If you're good with that. When there is that kind of pain, when there that's old in the past, it continues to show up. So we all have an energetic field around us. Everything does, the plants do, the energy's running. You can see auras. It's not exactly the same, but so we have this energy field. So when we die, what happens is that energetic field steps away from the, it, it loosens from the physical body. And then we'll say, you know, it goes back to the stars or source or whatever belief you have, you know, it goes back, back up to the light. Well, what happens is the unhealed stuff, that pain, that pain, the suffering, the trauma, the old stuff that's in there, it doesn't go back to the light. That's the stuff that goes down the lineage line. That's the stuff that goes that, that he exactly was seeing and talking about. It's like, Polly, there's a lot of hurt back in there. There's a lot of pain back in there. And that's what he was seeing. And this is what happens is let's just do it physically. What happens when there's this old pain, trauma, suffering, whatever you want to call it, you know, it, what it'll do is it'll gravitate to family members. So this is when you go to the doctor and they ask you all those questions about your family. You know, does this run in your family? Does this run in your family? Does this run in your family? They're doing the exact same thing. They're saying there's old, we want to look at what's the old stuff that's in your family and that it goes down. So there's if we consider it epigenetics, there are tons and tons and tons of studies on epigenetics with it. You may have heard this one. So when your your grandmother was pregnant with your mother and she's five months pregnant, you were there. The precursor egg of who you're going to be is in your grandmother, in your mom, in your grandmother. Well, there's lots of stuff happening in the world at the places of our grandmothers. And then, of course, when she was the egg, then she was in her, you know, your great, great grandmother. So all of the feelings, all of the emotions, all the suffering, like there's ton, not there's world wars that were happening at that time period. You know, there was lots, lots and lots of poverty 
let's just go financial, tons of poverty that was happening. So that gets imprinted. That gets set in motion, like you feel that. And they have tons of studies with DNA, all the way from DNA, and I'm going to read some of these off. So DNA can get programmed all the way from sound can program DNA. They have numerous studies. Light can get programmed around DNA with it. Water, we're mostly water. Water gets programmed with DNA with it. Our emotions get programmed with DNA. So your DNA gets programmed is what happens with all of these old emotions, all of these old pieces with it. And then it shows up and it, and it's the unhealed pieces that continue to show up. So when he said, you need to heal the pain that's in your lineage line, it's like, that's probably what it's the things you've done. That's allowed you to be here now to help other people. It's like, as you've healed that, then that allows abundance. And particularly if there is hardship and pain down your dad's side. So if there's a lot of like old stuff in your mom's side, it'll show up many times as obstacles, blocks. It's like you, you try to make a decision and it gets blocked and make a decision. You try to move forward during the flow and then bam, something happens. And people, your clients will talk about it just the way I feel like everything's blocked. I feel like I have tons of obstacles. That's to indicate it's down your mom's side that you need to do more work. Healing. And then if it's financial, if it's poverty driven, and it could be, it's not just lack of abundance. I've got some of my coaching clients. It's like, like Linda, I have like money comes in, money comes in, but it all goes right out the door. It's like, I can't, I can't hold on to any of it. So it could be that you can't manifest it, or it could be that it actually is coming in, but you can't hold on to it for a variety of reasons. That's dad side. That is all straight down that masculine dad side. So it's that place, where do we need to take that healing? Where does the pain need to be healed? If you can kind of identify, oh, I need to do more work on mom's side. I need to do more work on dad's side. But we don't want to do it through our bodies. That's the number one. You don't want to do it through your body. That's how you end up in the doctor's office with like, oh, your mom has stroke. Oh, heart disease. You know, is we don't want it through our physical bodies. But you want to have that abundance where it doesn't have to show, where, where you can create that. Mm. Can you tell I'm excited about it? So <laughs> I definitely can, and it resonates so deeply because one of the things I found out is that my mother's mother, so when she was pregnant with her daughter, my mum, it was during World War II, and she was in the yeah. air raid shelters. So yeah. there she was with her baby, and literally bombs are dropping outside. So it's like the imprint of fear and survival yes. there. My mum died fairly early in her early 60s, I have the lens of perspective that she always had a lot of fear. She wouldn't have a passport. She wouldn't travel. She wanted to be at home all the time. And now I have um, ways like through conversations like this, through my learning and healing journey, that I can understand more what was going on and I can start to join the dots. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and that kind of fear, that pain, it, it, it'll show up just like your mom's like fear of stepping out, but then it shows up in the financial too. Like it can show up in all the different ways. It, it covers all parts of us. For some people, it shows up as nightmares. For some people, it shows up as shame or depression. And it's actually down, back down the family lineage or guilt. You know, it's like, gosh, I, I don't know what I'm guilty about. Or we make up a story in our head about what we're guilty about. Rage. A lot of times even, and I keep running back to the financial because it's your podcast, secrets 
you know, or we can't talk about it. It's hidden. So there'll be the things that we grew up with. So let's say the stories we were told, the modeling that we had around money, all those kind of things. Like that's normal. You got to work on that inner mindset. That's normal. Like change whatever you heard. But then you got to realize that it also is not the reason you're showing up with your mom and dad is because of their mom and dad, their mom and dad, their mom and dad, or whatever family situation they came from. So it's like, you have to allow those ancestor lines to heal. Mm. And how many generations back can this be inherited from? So here's where it gets super cool. You've probably heard of like the ripples, like things ripple down for seven generations. Shamanically, we'll talk about that, those ripples for seven generations. That's a long time. But even if we look at it, so it has not only our personal ripples, but then there's cultural ripples. So um, like if you have an Irish heritage, okay, let me do a quick story. So I was training in Ireland, did that for a number of years. And one of the guys was in, we had a, a final party and he had a beautiful wife that was from the USA. And I asked her, what's it like living in Ireland? Three gorgeous kids. And she goes, Linda, it is so hard. She goes, we have an amazing life, an amazing life. Her husband's name is Gary, has great clients. The kids are awesome. We're thriving. And I can't tell anybody. I can't tell anybody. She says, it's so hard to live here because even if you go to a party with a brand new dress, you know, really pretty, it's gorgeous. And somebody comes up to you and says, wow, what a pretty dress. You have to say, oh, this old rag, I got it at H&M. Oh, oh, thanks, thanks. You can't ever claim, you can't celebrate, you can't claim those things that are yours. Because if you just look at culturally, it, we say seven generations, if we look at it culturally, anytime when you claimed something, church, religion, whatever you want to call it, government came in and taxed it and took it away. It was gone. You could not claim how amazing your life was. You had to make it look like it was like it was bad so it wouldn't be taken away. Another client had in her background is from England and she came up in a lower class American family and uh, poverty all the time. They always played Robin Hood steal from the rich, give to the poor. So her whole life, she has worked for nonprofits, 50 years of working for nonprofits. Now she's retired and she wants to manifest a little bit more money, but it's that old, old story, you know, that we, the rich are not good. We have to take from them. They're doing something evil and it needs to go to the poor and she can't be the one that's creating. She can't step into that abundance. So these are the old cultural pattern these are the old cultural pieces like this is part of the old story that's in that lineage line yeah so not only are we working with inherited patterns from the mother's line and the father's line but we're also working with inherited cultural patterns yes yes and another way to look at it so i mean if we just put the science aside the epigenetics make a which is fascinating i mean there's thousands of things in the world that could trigger us So can you share another example of how this can play out? I have another one, Polly, that is a financial one. So actually was a good friend of mine and she, we were co-teaching a class together all about the, I call it blood and bones because you know, it's the stuff that runs down our blood and bones. It's our ancestors. Another way to think about it is, you know, there's 
thousands of things that happen in the world that could trigger us, right? There's thousands of things happening in the world. Why do you get triggered about the things you do? If you, and yeah, it could be something that happened this lifetime, but then I'm going to go even further back. If there's a pattern that keeps happening this lifetime, you keep doing certain things and you've worked on it and you've worked on it and it still keeps coming up, it's back in the ancestors. That's why it keeps getting triggered. So our job is to allow those to heal. So here's an example, financial one. So in my blood and bones class is this in-person class, my co-teacher, I had a process and she agreed to be the demo person. So she manifests beautifully. Like she's a great manifester, but she had financial stuff. Like it still made her breathe high, made her uncomfortable when she was with money. Like there was still blocks. Then there was stuff she could feel it there. So even though she was manifesting, it still wasn't the flow and the creation. She really wanted that. She had all these creative ideas that she wanted to bring into fruition and there wasn't the flow there. So her great, great, grandfather this is the story her great great grandfather was like 15 20 years younger born younger than the rest of the kids his dad would never he made lots of money would never give it to the kids would you know he made them work for it and it was like you have to work hard you have to work hard so great modeling you have to work hard well this younger child born at the end you know 15 20 years later he, he by the time dad died he had never had that. Like he had never had to go out on his own. He never had to go make it. He didn't have to do it like his brothers and sisters did. So when dad died, he gave a million dollars to every child. Like he was wealthy. He gave a million dollars to every child. Well, what happened to her great-grandfather is he was a musician and he lost it all. He squandered it, lost every single penny of it. There was nothing that got passed down versus all the other brothers and sisters worked hard. You know, they did all the things. They passed it down their legacies. They did those kind of things that you would want to do where we pass it down or we go help the world or we go be of service. So, but he squandered his. So what she always held inside herself was this shame. Like there was shame about money. And there was something wrong, you know, and then what happens when we, when we mess up, then we justify it. We blame other people. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's because of them. So then she always had this belief about the establishment and about government and very hidden, lots of things that were hidden and lots of underlining things that she couldn't talk about with that. And even a belief about that it wasn't good to be, to have money. To have abundance, like people that did that had to be evil or wrong or you know, like the things we would do if like, oh, there's something wrong with them if I messed up or I didn't do the wise behaviors. So as she as she did her work around it, holy cow, talk about a story, just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed in shifting that old story and allowing it to heal. So we want to go into, there's no blame. Nobody's at fault here. You know, he was a 16 year old, 17 year old when dad died. You know, there's no blame. There's never any blame. We just want to bring honoring and praise to those ancestors and allow them to heal, not heal through us, not our job to go be mucking around back in there, but allow them to heal, like allow the energy to come into healing. Mm, beautiful thank you for sharing that and just showing what's possible as well so I have a question that's come up so actually when I started this money work maybe 
seven, eight years ago in more with more engagements. And I just made a decision like, I like, I'm just fed up with these patterns. I never have enough. It comes in, it goes out. I always seem to be struggling. Doesn't matter how much I make, there's never enough. And I started really diving into this area. And I'm curious for your perspective on this. So my father does not follow what I do at all, is not connected to any social media. And he just suddenly felt called to write a letter, not knowing that I was going on this journey. And he said, you know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around for. I just want to share with you the reason I'm the way I am is, is because of my background. You need to know what it was like. And he said, so this is my grandparents on my father's side. They didn't have a home. They were so poor. There were 13 children that they couldn't afford a home. So they lived in the Victorian workhouse, which was an institution, obviously now outlawed in England in Victorian times, where you would work in the factory, whatever your age, in exchange for a wooden bed to lie on and some basic food. But you would work basically to have a roof over your head. And that's how they grew up. And he he just said to me, you know, I feel called to tell you this. You need to understand where you came from two generations right. back. And how did he just suddenly write that letter? We never talked about it. Like, are we connected? Was me doing that work awakened something in him? I'm curious if you have any perspective on this. Of course. That's like an of course. <laughs> We're all energetically connected but really down those lineage lines. So of course, as you're saying, look at I'm done. I'm done with those old patterns. They are going to heal. Like that's, a, of course, I'm going to do that. Then of course, he's going to feel that. And then in his way, knowing he only he has his skills because of his background and his resources, he's trying to give you resources. It makes me want to cry. It's like, Polly, let me hear. I know this is the information you need without knowing it. Like it doesn't have to be the head knowledge we have. Yeah. I want to say more about that head knowledge versus that connection to the earth, but it's that in some way, Polly, he knew that that's the piece you needed so that you could heal that pain, you know, talk about pain and suffering on that line where he's saying, here's, here's where you need to look. Here's where you need to look like this is it's down here where you need to do your work and the healing needs to happen. Yeah. So interesting. And another question that comes up for me is where you've got a family with multiple siblings, do people inherit the story in different ways? One way to think about it, too, is sometimes they'll be and I'm going to assume a bunch of your listeners because they work with you also or they listen to you is that they're open because you're open with it is that sometimes we will actually volunteer to be that one in the family. Like, let me, this, like this, this has got to heal. Let me be that one. Just like you meeting with that shaman that says your job here, <laughs> your job is to, is to heal that pain. So, and I find it's more women. I mean, it's not only women, but it's a lot of women because they are intuitively open. And then here's the other place with it. They also recognize that there's blocks and they want to do that same kind of thing. They recognize that the world can be different and they recognize that they're here to help with that. So in some way, Polly, you said, yes, me, you know, yes, me. And sometimes it really, sometimes it's easier just to go to sleep, you know, say, oh, I'm not going to look at it. And because it takes that deep inner work. And then it takes those places of recognizing, 
you know, where, what are our shadow aspects? How are we creating this? You know, all that mirror kind of stuff. And then we also want to look at our ancestors, just like your dad said, here's where you need to look. Here's where you need to look, Polly. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, what can we do about this? (laughs) (laughs) here's Here's why I love shamanic work. So, and you don't have to be a shaman to do it. So that's number one is I really think that place of abundance is your birthright. You know, you're here to thrive. You're here to model that. This is really why this stuff is up is because we want it to shift out so we can transition in those places of joy and love and awe and gratitude and inspiration and creativity. You know, that's what we're here for, to help the world, to, to force. And I mean, you know, your family, yourself, your kids, you know, that's what, and then your communities. So one of the things, number one, and in our Western world, and this is in every shamanic practice, every across the whole globe, in our Western world, we're really where we go up. Like we're really, um, a lot of people meditate, which is beautiful. I've got a meditation path. You know, that's awesome. Learn how to go up. But what's different with earth-based traditions, and this is, is we also want to learn how to go down. And that sounds a little odd, but the going, because, and I'm going to say, because if you have any kind of more Catholic religious background, we go down, where do you go? You go to hell. So we have this coding about the earth being, you know, that it's not good that you go down versus in shamanic traditions, they hold both. It's not an either or it's, you want to have both. And the reason you want to have the earth is because it's the earth. I mean, everybody's gardened. You've put your hands in the earth and it's the earth that provides abundance. You know, it grows things for you, all those metaphors. So whether it's mangoes or avocados or berry, whatever your food of choice, you know, it's the earth that grows that. Here's a story. So I had a directly with financial. So I had a client come in, this is years and years and years ago. And um, it was a phone session and coaching session. He told me that he had written this very, it's like on the New York Times bestsellers list, a book about meditation. I'm like, awesome. That sounds great. That sounds wonderful. Why are you calling me? You know, it's like, so why, why contact me? And he goes, Linda, we've moved to California. And he goes, I have so little money in my bank account. I can't even make a deposit on a house. Can't even make a down payment. And he goes, you know, there's just nothing financially that's manifesting here. But amazing spiritual connection, amazing spiritual connection. So when I picked up my tool, which is a rattle and one of my tools and started just kind of seeing what's happening in his energetic field, it looked like, you know, I don't know if you watch Star Wars, that beam of light, like beam me up, Scotty, like this big old beam of light went right from his head, right up to right up to source spirit the whatever you want to use. It was amazing. You know what he didn't have? There was zero connection down into the earth. Zero connection on the earth. So our Western world is very head oriented. You know, we want to create things. We want to think of things. We want to figure it out. Even if we listen to our language, I'll figure that out. You know, I'll, I'll know what to do, the knowing. So what we don't have is in our Western world, we aren't taught how to go down. And it really, and, and it's, and it's because of these old, even if look at culturally, so historically, this is so cool. It, we don't want to blame ourselves. So historically back about the middle ages, the Roman empire is falling apart and the 
church uses religion, they, they, the Roman Empire goes to the church to find a way to come back into power because the Roman Empire is falling apart. So use religion. And they actually outlawed anything the church did, outlawed anything punishable by death, anything that was earth-based traditions, herbs, looking at the stars, astrology, like any, like working any, any medicinal thing, anything feminine. Um, there's all, you know, just anything feminine was outlawed. So we learned that you will die if you, or your children will be killed. Of course, we're going to change our behavior. You know, that if you do anything that connects with the feminine, that connects with mother earth. So part of what I love about the shamanic tradition, it's not an either, or you want to have this amazing meditation practice. You want to be great at creating, you want to have great thoughts, but you also want to connect down into the earth, like roots of a tree where you just go down, 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 and that the earth will hold you, give you abundance that'll provide that. So you have to have that, what you could call it grounding. You have to have that deep connection that you have both. It's like that beam of light. You have to have that connection to the earth and you have the connection to the heavens. It's not an either or. Mm. So that's one of the foundation pieces. That's one of the things we have to do. Like, what can you do about this? Now, here's the other cool thing. If you go far enough back in your ancestors, there is an ancestor that was connected to the earth. Just, I mean, probably think about your background far enough back. There is an ancestor that came from the earth that was connected. So you can call on that ancestor to help, help to change the lineage line, help to offer the healing. And then the other thing shamans work with, they work with things that they call altars. And it's a location that actually offers healing to your family lineage, not through your body, but a location. Like you can set up a, a bowl of earth and you can just bring praise and honoring. That's all we do. No, hey, you guys, dad, you messed up or great grandpa, you messed up. No, it's just praise and honoring is all we bring to that lineage line and they heal. And then what happens is your life becomes abundant. And then your ancestors are there to support you, to help you create what you want. And then it's a place where you can come back into the flow. Like when life gives you a little sideways thing, you can come back into the flow. You can come back into that abundance and that flow of life. What you want to create. Mm, beautiful thank you for sharing these simple but so powerful pathways into healing something I see a lot of my clients experience is that pattern you spoke about before the never having enough and I have one particular client as soon as it comes in it goes out doesn't matter how much she makes can never seem to get past that just enough can you speak to that pattern or you mentioned that it was connected to the father's line typically in what ways could that have been created or does that come about the words not enough and sometimes even when we're I, I love that there's never enough in your story and that sometimes when and you'll hear it even in your kids like they'll feel like they're not enough to deserve it or there's not enough to go around. So that not enough for me is a huge red flag that it's back on the ancestor work. It's back in there. And it could have been, I mean, if, if we not knowing her background, where it goes to, so it could be cultural, it could be religious, way, way back there. It doesn't mean that's what she believes now, but it could be religious. So if we think about that place that you're going to hell or that you didn't do enough or that you're not enough or any of those can go back with that. I look at anything when there's religion back in the family line, 
or any kind of religion, doesn't matter. Religion's power. It's power. So you just have to bring more of you present to the healing. Allow that, allow that to unwind, to clear, to heal. You just have to be more, more intensive about it because religion is power with it. A any religion's power. Shamanic works power. So it's just power. So then you have to bring more of your own self, your own power to that. Mm -hmm. So that not enough can come from a variety of places back in there, but it keeps showing up for her. So if that's where it is, then I go, great work on those ancestor pieces, particularly along dad's line, like you can dig into it, or you don't even have to know, you know, it can be you can be adopted, but you could just allow the space of healing, create the space of healing. Yeah. So one thing I'm really curious about is how do our partners so husbands or wives influence our abundance? Thank you. I am so glad you brought that up. Direct influence, direct influence. So one of the things that you want to do and can do, it, I mean, like we don't ever want to hold the place, oh, there's something wrong with them. But their family line, and particularly if, if you have kids together, but even energetically, directly influences your line with it. So if you bring the same kind of like, if you're, you're going to call on your own blood and bones for healing your mom's line, your dad's line, praise and honoring to both those sides. But you also call on your significant other's line. And you call on, it could be a partner. One quick story about this. So one of my clients, her daughter's getting married. She's been divorced for a long period of time and not a lot of support from the, from the ex. And so daughter's getting married and the ex committed to pay for half the wedding. And oh my gosh, she was just, you know, frustrated. He's not going to pay. I know he's not going to pay. Like a lot of drama, a lot of story about it. And so as we're working, I said, you have to put your ex in your ancestor altar, in your, in your place of working. And there was a few swear words. You want me to do what? And with, with many swear words said. <laughs> and I said, yeah, you got to put him in there because you can hear all the drama, all the energy that's there, right? Mm -hmm. And he's tight. He's, you know, all those kind of things. So she called on him and she energetically using whatever tool put him in the ancestor altar lo and behold he covered every penny of the half he committed there was no drama didn't engage with her engaged with the daughter but paid for everything it all came easy 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 into the flow so miracles happen wow. miracles happen you're, now you're not holding that there's anything wrong again everybody was doing the best they could with the resources they had but you are bring, allowing it to come into healing and miracles happen. It's the most amazing work I have ever seen. So miracles with your family, miracles with your kids, miracles with your health and financial. So this is your podcast, Financial Miracles. Mm. And I think what's so powerful about this, and I know that so many people listening are going to resonate with, is that you don't need the cooperation of the other party. You don't no. need them to be attending those therapy sessions with you. You don't need them to be on board with your ideas or your mission, that you can do this work for them and with them through yourself. It, and it's not through your body. What you're doing is you're creating a place. And that's what a lot of our resistance is. It's like, oh, I don't want him over here. <laughs> so we want to have a place where, where we can hold them where it isn't through your body and allow that, you know, and it's still their choice. 
you know, it's about lineages. I'm talking about those that have already departed. It's still their choices on a great occasion. I've had a client that has someone, an ancestor that hasn't wanted to heal and they just have to come off, you know, have to come off the altar. But in general, you know, this is, I think this is why it's up right now. I think it's, this is why it's up for your clients, that client that doesn't have enough. It's like, she's like, no, this is going to shift for the whole lineage line. If, if she has any kids, it's going to shift. I'm going to let that heal all the way back. Nobody's to blame. Mm. Everybody was doing the best they could with the resources they had at the time. They might not have had a lot of resources. Mm. It was not your mom's fault. World War II was happening. It was not, there was no blame there. You know, it was not your mom's fault that she became afraid. It's not your mom's fault. It was an imprint right through in that epigenetic place. You know, there's no blame. It's just healing. So it's that place of praise and honoring, praise and honoring, praise and honoring. Yeah. And when we do this work, I'm curious, let's say that we're in, we're married. Can it shift it for our partner? And can it shift it for our children? Can it shift it, you know, for our siblings? Absolutely. Okay. I, do, do we have time for a personal story? Yeah, you want another it. one? Go okay. So yeah, just, just, I want people to really understand that it does shift it. It does shift it for your partner. So I'm going to use a very personal story with my partner. So when I had first learned energy work, I was always told you can't, you know, you have to have permission, have to have permission. And you do, if you're going to do something that is like in the core of their body, this is about we're holding praise and honor. You don't need permission to love somebody. You don't need permission to hold somebody with the highest esteem and awe and see the highest for them. You don't need permission for that. I'll keep the story short. So he was up in Alaska at this time and he was, he hated where he was living. He hate, I mean, like he's on a phone call with me on let's say Wednesday. He hated his landlord. He wanted to move out of there. I'm like, well, honey, do you think you could get the deposit back? You know, it's like, so I hated where he lived. He was going to go spend all weekend, find a new place to live. I mean, like somebody owed him money. He had, he had did a side hustle. Somebody owed him a thousand dollars or $2,000 and they were going to pay him. They couldn't pay him right away. And like, it was like just all this misery and suffering financially, all financial, all financial. I don't talk to him for a couple of days. And then on Sunday night, he calls me. And I can hear his voice is much higher. And I'm doing my altar work, you know, praise and honoring, praise and honoring, praise and honoring, praise and honoring. And because I've got kids, you know, I want financially my kids for it to be easy for them. I want it to be easy for them. So he calls me on Sunday night and he goes, I had the landlord over on Saturday. I'm like, what? This is the woman he hates. I had the landlord over and I put two chairs up outside and we sat and we talked for hours. I'm like, and I told her I'm going to stay where I am, that I'm going to go ahead and fix her roof. I'm not going to charge her anything. If she just provided the supplies, I would do all the work. You know, I'm like, who is this person on the phone? And he goes, oh, and that guy that owed me the money, he came in and he put $2,000 on my desk, cash. I'm like, who is this on the phone? I'm thinking inside myself. And, And then he goes, not only that, this morning, the landlord contacted me and said how pleased she was, how... I don't remember the exact word, whatever honored, whatever. Thank you so much for sitting with me yesterday. And she goes, I'm not going to charge you next month's rent and you can have all your deposit back. Wow. Just like that, by stepping into the place of honoring. And so it's that all those connections I'm honoring, then he's honoring, then he's holding that higher vibration 
that higher place and miracles happen. Miracles mm-hmm. happen. So, yep, put your ah. X in there, Polly. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, there's a lot of people with a lot of Xs. Yes, <laughs> amen to that. Uh, yep. That are going to be like, oh my God, I need this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> how, how do people do this work with you? What, what are the options? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. So um, you can hear how passionate and excited I get about the, the blood and bones work. So I do offer some in-person classes in the United States right now, just because the class is, class is newer and nobody's asked me to come over to Europe yet. I haven't been invited to Europe yet. Well, um, hint, hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> so Mount Shasta, a couple of them on the East coast, um, Sand Valley, Idaho. So really amazing, wonderful locations. And then I had did an online class and it's going to be going to evergreen. So in the next couple of months, it'll be evergreen with it. So I just want people to step in like, dude, this is so critical right now, not only for where we're going as a planet, but personally, this is the time to be thriving. And then it's the time to allow that healing to happen down those lineage lines so you can thrive. So I, I'm just really committed to moving this out in the world. Mm, beautiful. And understand that you've got a free gift called Open the Pathway to Abundance that's available. I do. And it's step-by-step. It'll talk about the ancestor work, but it doesn't go into it as much as we've gone into it here. But it goes through the step-by-steps and some other kind of resources, like if you want more on manifestation. So it's beautiful and just really honored. Again, I'm super honored, Polly, to be here for your folks, to be here for you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being such a wise and rich and entertaining guest and opening up this this whole world for us. When is there a book coming? Are you going to write about this? I'm like, I want to buy your book, damn it. And I'm like, you haven't got one yet, have you? I couldn't find no, it. But, no, but that's this is the first one that's going to come out the door, Polly. So this is perfect. Thank you for bringing that up. That is my commitment in the next couple of months to be Ooh. working on this. Yeah. Ooh, so we might have I, you back on the show when your book is published. Great. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so very excited. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. It's just been a joy and a pleasure. It's an area I'm so passionate about. And you just opened up another gateway for how we can take back our power here, how we can do the healing and how we can open up to more. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Polly. And congratulations, and on your doing your healing down that lineage line, whatever that shaman saw, you've done that. So you could be here for everyone. I mean, you couldn't be doing this podcast if you hadn't done that, that healing work there. So congratulations on that. Beautiful. Thank you. Wow, what a powerful interview. I hope you got as much from it as I did. Three of my top takeaways from today's episode are that it didn't start with you, that our patterns, our experiences, our triggers actually started generations before us. Second, the importance of grounding and being connected to the earth. As spiritual beings, we can so often be in the higher realms or we can be in our heads, trying to think things through, work things out. And so Linda brought us back to the importance of being connected to the earth. And thirdly, 
knowing that our ancestors were doing the best they could with the resources they had and that we may be the one that is here to heal the pain and heal the struggles. If today's episode has been meaningful and inspirational for you, I would love you to leave a review on Apple iTunes. Just scroll down to the ratings and review tab and leave your review. This really helps us get this important message out to more people and helps more people know about the show. Thank you for being here and I look forward to seeing you again next week.